0: This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. What's up, Brew Talkers? I'm Benji Gomez, your host, a coffee loving networking pro on a mission to fast track opportunities through social connections. Whether you're a newbie or a seasoned pro looking to up your networking game, this podcast is your go to. So if this sounds like something you want to put in your coffee every week, then follow us on Instagram at Brew Talks Podcast and hit the follow button to stay updated on what's brewing on Brew Talks. Pinkies up and enjoy the episode. Welcome back, Brew Talkers, to episode three of Brew Talks, the podcast that explores how we build valuable professional and social connections while savoring our favorite cup of coffee. I'm your host, Benji Gomez, Hispanic executive, 30 under 30 honoree, certified franchise executive, and avid coffee lover. And today's episode is going to be Brewtastic because we will be discussing a new framework that I hope will bring clarity to your professional networking activities. And help you discern how to approach growing more social connections using a simple illustration i alluded to this framework in our last episode called ping during my chat with alex sanchez but i figured it would be worth dedicating an entire episode to talking about it and talking a little bit more through it before we jump in let's make sure to hit the follow button to stay updated on all the things brew talks and please give this show a five-star review when you have a chance The only way we can make sure we're delivering more content and are empowering others to build strong social networks is by bringing this show to the top of the podcasting world. So any support would be much appreciated. So let's get into it. So first, today's cold and rainy occasion here in Waco, Texas uh, warrants something that's a little bit warmer, but I would say it's a traditional uh, coffee beverage. So today I'm sipping on... Pinewood Roaster's Silver Bell's Drip Coffee. So for those unfamiliar with the term drip coffee, it quite literally means pouring hot water over crushed coffee beans. And it also depends on who's actually doing the pouring, whether or not it's a human or a machine. The quickest example that I can give of it is, imagine the old coffee maker that used to be in your parents' room or a parent's kitchen, and they would put the filter in, put all the coffee grinds in there, Um, close it, pour some water into it and hit the button and out came coffee. Like that is the traditional drip coffee uh, of any sort. Um, But there's also another method called a pour over that essentially uses the same methodology, except it's done by an actual human being. Um, And there are a couple of other variables that can be controlled, like the speed of the pouring, the water temperature, the grind size, uh, brewing time, etc. And so a filter is usually placed at the top of a coffee cup for a pour, for a pour over and then with a spiral pour and that's pretty specific because you don't want to pour hot water on just one specific side of the uh, of the coffee grinds and then it become like unevenly distributed and you get like a really um, maybe sometimes the coffee grinds end up in your coffee cup but then you pour the hot water is quite literally poured over the coffee grinds and then it dissolves into the coffee grinds and then finally diffuses through uh, the coffee until you start seeing it drip into your cup. So whether you're a a lover of drip coffee or pour overs, try both and choose your favorite. Now let's go ahead and get into the actual meat of today. And I I wanna start it off with a question for you, which is what is your approach to building your professional network? What is your process? um, And is it effective? Meaning does it produce the outcomes that you want or do you even know what the outcomes are that you want? So when I first started off attempting to grow my network as a life insurance agent, my initial thought was I had to talk to everyone. If it had a heartbeat, if it even breathed, I was going to try and sell it life insurance. And part of it was out of desperation and part of it was naivete because I didn't have a process nor did I understand who I actually wanted to be a client of mine. Plus, my only source of lead was the people I approached cold and then sometimes asked for a referral. But I didn't have a social media presence. I wasn't positioning myself as an authority in the community. I had no content, not even a newsletter, nothing. There was literally no way to differentiate myself from the other life insurance agents out there. I I, I have great interpersonal communication skills, but as far as networking, there was no strategy behind it. And because I was so young in my career as in the insurance industry, it there was limited value that I could give outside of what the uh, insurance agency had taught me. So anyways, uh, you know even at that point, some of the networking strategies that I was using was ineffective. And so the whole point that I'm divulging all of this to you is to one, say, um, you can waste a lot of time and energy reaching out to people that don't actually fit the network that you're trying to build if you're not strategic. And then secondly, having a process for how to attract, discern, and convert the right individuals into your sphere of influence is critical to seeing growth in your social network. So fast forward nearly seven years, and I've learned a thing or two about generating effective relationships that produce results. And now I want to pass along those insights to you in the form of a framework that I call PING. Uh, PING stands for personal branding, interpersonal communication, networking, and then giving value. Now, there is a PDF or a graphic that you can go into our Instagram that's at Brutalks Podcast, and you can walk through exactly what I'm describing um, in this audio. If you have any other questions, please feel free to put a comment in there. I'd love to interact with any other listeners out there and just, just talk through a little bit more about the framework. And even if you have some thoughts on how it can be improved, this is a journey for all of us. So if you have any comments on how we can make it better... Feel free to leave a comment there on the photo. But um, I want to go ahead and describe a little bit more in depth some of the components of Ping. And let's start off with personal branding. And so personal branding is what are we known for? Or what do you want to be known for? Or what is your value proposition, right? How do you differentiate yourself from everyone else, right? If there's If there's 10 other franchise executives that are sitting right next to me or 10 other real estate agents or 10 other insurance agents how do you differentiate yourself from everybody else and that's that's really the uniqueness of who you are and that uniqueness is enveloped into the term personal branding so it's a story we're wanting to communicate across all the channels where we can be found so this includes things like what you write about in any articles or newsletters um, images the posts that you put on all your social media channels, right? A mental shortcut for when we think about personal branding is what immediately comes to mind when people think of your name, right? What are the associations that they have when they think about you and what it is that you do? Um, so for the topic of professionalism, we prim- I'll primarily talk about LinkedIn profiles uh, throughout Talks with some mention of other social media channels. Uh, but LinkedIn still has been proven to be like the preeminent networking tool for most professionals. Um, and if you don't believe me, here's a statistic. So 85% of U.S. recruiters and HR professionals say that an employee's online reputation influences their hiring decisions at least to some extent. Nearly half say that a strong online reputation influences their decisions to a great extent. And so, we'll dive into, into further episodes. We'll dive into different components of personal branding. How do we create it? How do we differentiate ourselves? And then how, we, how do we communicate that differentiation? Uh, but for now, just understand what is makes you different? What's your value? and that envelops your personal brand. All right, next is interpersonal communication. So this really is your verbal and your nonverbal. I'm gonna to touch on a lot of nonverbal like tonality, facial expressions, body language, uh, the use of objects, things of that sort. It's the, the things that we notice about people when we are talking with them. How we feel on the inside is usually expressed by our external behaviors. and. Believe it or not, you know, if you are walking into a networking function, if you're, you know, nervous about meeting this new person for the first time, there's a lot of discomfort that can occur internally. And it's whenever we satisfy or whenever we are able to overcome the discomfort internally, we will become more confident, more comfortable with our external surroundings. Um, there's a really great book. It's called The Charisma Myth. I'm currently reading it right now, but it talks a lot about that in the beginning of the book where it's like how to deal with the internal discomfort and what are the consequences and how, did that, how does that impact your ability to relate with others in the external world. So nonverbal communication is really enveloped inside of um, one aspect of internal communication. And then the other is just verbal, right? How do we speak to people Um it's how do we, the art of conversation, right? Developing rapport with one another, transitioning conversations from one topic to another, or even how to gracefully exit through conversations when you're finished. So, there's oftentimes when you're at cocktail parties, networking events, uh, okay, you really could be anywhere. And maybe there's somebody that is uh, pretty loquacious, very talkative can't really remove yourself from the situation, right? We want to be able on this podcast, we want to be able to equip you with some of those tactical things to where if you needed to exit a conversation, how do you do that gracefully without um, hurting the other person's feelings or, you know, being rude? And so we'll be able to dive into some of those things probably I think in, in our next episode or two. And interpersonal communication is super important, especially when you're jumping into a networking function, which is the N inside of ping, which is networking. So quick Google search produces the following definitions, the action or process of interacting with others to exchange information and develop professional and social contacts. And I really was poignant when I was, if if I could, in my in my tonality or in my fluctuation of speech, I was trying to italicize basically interacting with others to the exchange of information and developing professional and social contacts. Right. And so that really is almost the the crux of what it is that we do in the beginning, how we attract people using our personal branding. When we get into the environment of which we're exchanging information or engaging with other people or developing these social or professional contacts, we've got to use that interpersonal communication to make sure that we maximize the opportunity in front of somebody. Now, the core question when it comes down to networking, in my opinion, is where can I go to find more prospective contacts to add to my professional network that align with my goals, values, and or ambitions? Now, this is difficult, especially starting out. And in practice, I would say that there is a little bit of a discovery process that has to take place in understanding the landscape or the space that you would operate in. So if I was starting over again, you know, I might, if I was networking in a brand new city, I probably would try to tackle influencers, people that I could build rapport with one person that already has a strong professional network or in another area. And I would try to build rapport and trust with that one person in hopes of gaining access to their network. I could probably use some language about who's somebody else that I could talk to in your network that aligns with what I'm trying to accomplish that can give me insight into this. Um, make some connections in this arena, you would be surprised, especially in your networking activities, of how much people are willing to help you if you come at it with a a learner's mindset, right? One of the things that I love saying to people is, you know, I would love to learn from you. Anytime that you can position somebody as an authority or or as a as an expert on something that you want to genuinely learn about, but also build relationships with somebody, that is like the perfect combination because people are, what do they want to do? They want to talk a lot about themselves. They want to talk a lot about something that they're passionate about. And it also comes down to the association. So if I know that I'm talking to you about the things that I love and I'm doing all the talking, there's an association that comes with the way that I feel when I'm around you. And it's that feeling that reminds everybody that makes an impression on them. They're like, oh, I, I enjoy talking to this person. And because I like you. I'm more willing to do something for you, right? That law of reciprocity that we've talked about. So just taking it into context, if you're not at that point yet and you're really just starting off in your, in your networking, try to find some commonalities or some common grounds with people, right? You may have to start off with just somebody that maybe doesn't align with any of these things, but you just enjoy talking to them. Start there. And then maybe ask them as the conversation goes along and you're listening to them and you're summarizing some of the the key points of your conversation maybe that's when you can lean in and say hey you know do you know anybody else i I love this conversation i love um talking with people just like you about these certain things is there anybody else that you would recommend i speak with and then from there it'll if you keep following just that small process i guarantee you you'll find more and more opportunities to interact with people that align with what you want to discuss Okay, so some other concepts, um, some other places that you can go in order to kickstart some of this networking opportunities. It's like networking groups. Uh, you've got BNI, you've got Rotary Club, you've got Kiwanis Club, you've got. Uh, I'm sure there's like some, um, like business networking groups. And even if they're not, this was the thought that I had today. Even if there are not networking groups, you always have the opportunity to start one. I want you to feel empowered that if you are not finding the contacts that or having the conversations and the interactions that you want, you have the ability to go start it. You can be the first person and then you can control who you bring in into these networking activities. And guess what? When you when you do that, now you be slowly become a broker of relationships with other people. So it's very quickly how you can become a sphere of influence for other folks if you begin to start your own networking groups now they have to be impactful they have to be fruitful for the people that are participating and we'll talk a a little bit here in a second about driving value or giving value as the last component of ping but i want you to feel empowered that if there are not networking groups that you feel are delivering the value that you want feel free to start your own you also can do meetups uh chamber of commerce events they always have um programs and networking opportunities for you to engage in with business professionals. Um, even, you know, even if you're not in the business community, uh, there still is an opportunity for really any and all people within the districts to participate in your local chamber and, and understand like everything at a, at a local and a state government level of what's occurring um, and connections are made at the chambers of commerce. Um, there's also opportunities to engage with your local communities Opportunities to engage with specific members of your professional community. So just those five things alone um, should give you an idea of where you can begin your networking activities. And then the last component of ping is giving value to others. So based upon how you are growing, what value, what resources are you providing to the opposite person that is useful? right? In our inaugural episode, we talked about that. And typically, when we think about driving value or being of use, we're referencing to things like, are you saving the other person time? Are you helping them to optimize tangible resources, providing resources that they previously didn't have access to, or simply providing additional resources at a lower cost to them, right? Along the lines of costs, are you saving them money? And then the last one, which arguably I think is probably the the most important, or maybe the most, the biggest opportunity to drive value is increasing awareness or greater exposure of their brand, and both for maybe a business and personally, with little investment on their end. So, rounding this off, this is the framework that I've come up with to really hone in on our activities, how we're attracting people, how are we getting in the door with certain with individuals or organizations. I think this framework is even applicable to how organizations can can tap into building relationships with other organizations. And then also once we are engaging in the social interactions with people, how do we maximize them? Meaning how do we build rapport? How do we build trust? And then how do we transition the conversation from simply being about a singular interaction to follow up and consistently building that relationship over time right how do we continuously drive value and then how eventually do we transition it to some to a conversation that would be mutually beneficial for both parties and the last thing is just driving value we have to have value and see value in ourselves first before we can give value to others and i, and I love this I when i was younger i never understood what this meant but um there's a, there's a quote I like to tell myself when I'm going through some of my professional development activities or just thoughts, then I say, you know, I can't give somebody else something that I don't have within myself. So if you talk, if you want to be really romantic about it, you can talk about love, I can't love somebody if I don't love myself, right? Um, happiness. I can't, you know, be happy for someone else unless I'm happy for, for me. So it's a lot of those things as well. So it, when we're going through our own professional development we need to drive value to ourselves first. Once we have accomplished that, then we have enough value to drive to other people's Because we recognize the impact, we feel the confidence in the hard work that we've put into our own professional development, that now we can be of use. We can give something to somebody else that we know for a fact it's going to be useful to them. And so when we're looking at the graphic, I want to get to this point because there's a lot of intersections because people can look at this component and say, oh, it's top down. Or, oh, what if I'm not a really good communicator? Does that mean I can't move on to networking? And no, by no means that's what it is. So if you look at the graphic here on on Instagram or really wherever I posted it on social media, Instagram would be the primary source. You can see it's actually four circles side by side, Venn diagrams that are all connected. So if you look at the top, it's personal brand. On the bottom, it's giving value. On the left-hand side, it's interpersonal communication. And then on the right-hand side is networking. And when I was talking through this framework initially, I said, you know what? It could be like balloons. So what I'd like for you to do when you're looking at the ping framework is to re- is to view it and ask yourself, what side, what balloon is more inflated than the others, right? Are you really good at personal branding, like really good at putting yourself out there, but you're not great at networking? right? So then this, this circle on the right-hand side would be a lot smaller. Your personal branding would be a lot bigger. And if we look at the interse- intersection between those two, that means we're really good at attracting people, right? We're really good at being seen, but we don't transition well into the actual social interactions with people, right? Or really creating other social networks. Similarly, on the other side, right? We may be really good at interpersonal communication, right? That balloon may be really, really big, but we may not be good at our personal branding, so we don't have enough opportunities to communicate the messaging that we want to. And naturally, maybe we're really good at interpersonal communication, talking a lot, but that exchange of value, right? We never really dig into how much value we're delivering to somebody else. And so the goal, as always, is to have a balanced framework, right? We we don't wanna be too heavy on one side, and we don't wanna be too little on one side. We wanna be just right. And you can see at the middle is the expansion. If we're really good at attracting people and putting ourselves out there and being found, and then we're good at creating these social networks and capitalizing on the interactions through our interpersonal communication, and finally driving value to people, right, making ourselves very useful with the hard work that we've done for our own personal development, we will see a growth um, in our own professional and social networks. So take a look at that framework, really dive into it. I probably will do a second episode on just explaining this a little bit more but uh, that's your homework right take a stock of all the activities that you've been doing where does it fit in the framework are you lopsided are you pretty balanced and then let's make improvements from there now it's got to be a yin and yang right so we can't have one um framework without talking about the external influences that also impact it and i think once i start rattling them off you'll be like yes benji that fits me perfectly So we've got personal branding, interpersonal communication, we've got networking in and of itself, and then we've got giving value. And so what I want to talk about very briefly is the negative influences that will constrain your growth, the inflation of the circles in the ping framework, which are your biases, your insecurities, your fears, and your perceptions. When we look at biases, it's simply the prejudging of people in situations, right? And we can think about it, that can constrain us a lot of who we decide to speak with, or what networking, what social networks do we decide to partake in, or even who we decide to drive value to, because maybe they don't need it, or maybe they have no way of applying it, right? So it's these biases, it's this prejudging of folks. And then we have the insecurities, right? When we think about personal branding. I can't put myself out there. right? I can't write that article on LinkedIn. There's no way I would ever post a framework about networking on social media. What if somebody discredits me? What if somebody makes fun of me? What if nobody listens to this podcast? We all have insecurities, but we can't stop. We can't allow that to stop us from driving value to other people, because believe it or not, that unique differentiator we were talking about, that is the basis for the value that you can drive to the rest of the world. So throughout this process, throughout this podcast, we will be talking about how do we overcome those insecurities so that those negative external constraints are no longer constraints, right? They're not pressing and keeping your opportunity for expanding your professional and social networks and driving value to others to stop you okay the next thing is fears we're all afraid of something right perceiving that we are under danger or that we're under some sort of threat eliminate the fears and then lastly is just the perceptions right which is how we're taking in information around us and making sense of it sometimes we misperceive what is actually being what what is happening within our social interactions and that really comes down in my opinion to the way that we pick up on social cues of other people right when we look at the um the micro expressions that people have, or maybe even miss them. So these negative influences are all constraints upon the ping framework. When we, as we start moving in our professional development, when we start mitigating some of these negative influences, we're going to see that your ability to create professional and social networks is going to explode on you, right? And then once we do do that, We want to make sure that this podcast gives you all of the skills and the resources and the tools that you need to then capitalize on this free-forming growth. So now that this framework has been communicated to all of you in conjunction with some of the external constraints, right, those negative influences, each episode following this one will be denoted by one of the components of ping. So each episode will be labeled based upon what part of the framework we are addressing, which is... A, which is intended to maximize your time in searching for content that you need based upon which aspect of the framework you're working on. So, for instance, if you are looking through our queue of episodes that we've done since inception and you're really focused on personal branding, I want to make sure that the content that I'm releasing to you is denoted by a P, colon, and then whatever the name of the episode is, so that you can be very intentional and you can be very specific and strategic on the episodes that you want to listen to that are going to help you grow your personal brand. And likewise with the other elements, right? Interpersonal communication, networking, and then how do we drive value to other people? So it, it also, in doing this, it also will hold me and the rest of the producers accountable for evaluating whether we whether we are concentrating too much on one aspect of the framework and not driving enough value to the other components. So again, following this episode, I want to encourage all of you Brew Talkers to do a review of this framework and see what areas are most of your activities occurring in and identify where are the opportunities uh, for growth. So I know that was a lot uh, for this episode, but to summarize, PING is the new framework to help organize your thoughts and strategies surrounding expanding your professional network. So as you use it in your daily activities, fight those negative influences, right? Fight those biases, those insecurities, those fears and misconceptions or misperceptions that hinder all of us, including myself, from finding the one person who can offer that opportunity that will change our lives. So thanks again for your time, energy, and attention. I know it can be anywhere else on any other device, but the fact that it's here listening to this episode means a ton, and I hope you gain value from this content. So stay tuned for our next episode and don't forget to follow us on at Brew Talks Podcast to stay updated on all things Brutalks. Till then, pinkies up, Brutalkers. Later. If you enjoyed the content of this episode and this is something you'd like to put in your coffee morning, noon, and night, please subscribe on Apple Music, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.